Okay, welcome back, Lions, to another episode of the Raw Knowledge Podcast. This is another solo episode, and we're going to dive into the training series now. So in the past few episodes, we went through the nutritional hierarchy. So the importance of nutrition from the most key concept to the least. And then we talked about key takeaways and how to apply them to your own nutrition and your own life, your own training. And now we're going to delve into the training element. So again, if we thought about the nutrition as a bit of a pyramid and when we're starting at the base and we were building up, we're going to do the same with training. So we're going to talk about the most important factors that correlate to your training and to your physique development, what you need to understand specifically and give you key takeaways that you can apply to overcome the problems, the sticking points and the obstacles. And understanding these elements, although... Uh, initially, they might seem a bit like, what is he talking about? Or they might seem a bit foreign or boring. They are key if you want to save time and maximize your results. So keep that in mind, guys. Maximum return on investment is about working intelligently, working smarter, not just working harder. And a lot of the time, we're second guessing, we're doing all of this work, but we're not really seeing any results from it. So these podcasts are designed to cut through all that waste get to the root cause of what's going on, give you the information that's factual and applicable, and then you can apply it and actually see and feel those results in real time. So the first thing I want to talk about is adherence. And I'm not going to do a whole episode on this because it is, once again, it's sort of like below the pyramid. So if you have this pyramid matrix or this diagram, if you will, right beneath it is always adherence, behavior, lifestyle adherence. And as a bit of a recap, so we'll First thing to note, if you've just come and listened to this episode, you could start with this one and then go through the training elements. But I would start with the nutrition first just because it is more important and it encapsulates a lot of what I'm going to say and it will give a lot more nuance and context. So if you've not already done so, excuse me, a lot of episodes you can just walk, uh, listen to as and when. But with these episodes, these are designed uh, in sequential order. So I would go back and listen to that if you haven't already done so. Uh, and if so, I'll see you back here soon. Okay, so first of all, adherence. So a bit of a recap. Again, it's the most important factor. What are we talking about with adherence? Can we adhere to the plan that we've created or decided to stick to? So for example, say I'm a 17-year-old student. I've just started lifting. I've gone on the internet and I've gone how to get big. And I've seen this program from one of my favorite, you know, Instagram physique people or whatever it is or influencers or something's come up like it might be an ifbb pro bodybuilder this is the routine you want and there's nothing necessarily wrong with these things but i've i've cherry picked it i've got no context and this is a six day split it's 10 exercises per day it's all these sets and reps and drop sets and i start doing that and bearing in mind i've just started lifting now, will I get results from that? Absolutely, of course, because if I'm doing something, I'm going to get something back, especially if I've not done that thing before. But if I all of a sudden go from here to here, or I start doing this really advanced split that this bodybuilder had put in a magazine or said his split is, this is a person who's been training for more than 10 years. He is larger, stronger, bigger, more genetically gifted than the average human on the planet, and is probably using a lot of performance enhancing gear as well to get these results. Now, again, it doesn't mean that this program wouldn't work, but it just means that if we think about that, it's a bit misaligned to the 17-year-old student that I might be who's just stepping into the gym. So it doesn't mean that I couldn't get there, genetics and all these other things, you know, that we have to consider in mind, but it's probably not the best starting point for me then. There's probably things that I could do to actually 
actually get to that point or actually maximize my training because that might not be the goal anyway and it shouldn't be for everyone because there's a lot of things that are considered in that but if I start doing all that work, I'm probably not going to do it with good form. I'm probably going to find myself quite tired. I'm probably not going to use the same weights, the techniques. I'm probably not going to be able to stick to it for my student if it's a six-day split with 10 exercises a day, um, unless I'm just doing it in a really shoddy way. So adherence, behavior, and lifestyle relates to what have you got at the moment to work with in terms of your skill set? How long have you been training? How many days can you go to the gym? How long can you spend in the gym? Where you're at in terms of skill is all of these elements. And these are the things that you have to consider. So if you're more of a beginner, it's better to start with something a little bit easier because you don't have to do as much to see a bigger return. And then as you become more intermediate and advanced, that's when you have to do or you may do more and you might just reorder that in a different way but you've always got to think of the best plan because people will say hey Alex what's the best exercise for X or what's the best way to build muscle or what's the best split that I should be on my answer would always be it depends I mean I need a lot of information I can't just give someone a one-word answer but if I had to it would be the best plan is the one you can stick to and enjoy over time because that is the plan that you're going to progress with that is the plan that you're going to be able to consistently do and consistency especially when we add quality into that mixture as well is going to derive results so again the best plan is not the one with the most workouts or the fancy exercises it's the things that allow you to progress and that you can actually stick to over time so we're going to break that down a little bit more now again from adherence so once we understand that and we go cool you know i can train four days a week and i can train at least 60 minutes a day uh, you know and i'm say in this example we'll stick with the 17 year old student i'm a beginner i've not really lifted any weights before i'm probably going to need some guidance and help so now how would i factor that in so the next element or the first element of this training pyramid to understand is a concept that or some concepts that some of you might not be familiar with, like you, you sort of have heard of them, but you might go, hang on, what's this got to do with it? Is volume, intensity, and frequency. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We'll talk about exercise selection and other things later on. And I'm going to overlap some of the knowledge and some of the concepts in these episodes. But today, that's our focus. So talked about, we've had a little recap on adherence, behavior, and lifestyle. Again, we're factoring all of that in, right? even where you live and all that and what's accessible to you gym-wise. And now we're talking about volume, frequency, and intensity. So let's start with volume. So volume equates to reps times weight times sets. It's your total tonnage, so the amount of load that you're putting through your muscles, your body each week. And we could extrapolate that out to weeks and months, but let's just say weeks, right? Uh, sorry, a week period. How much are you actually lifting? Okay, and then we've got intensity. So intensity relates to your effort in relation to, say, your one rep max. So how heavy, how hard are you actually working, right? So how much weight do you have on the bar for that lift? And then we've got frequency. And frequency relates to how often are we doing something? How often am I lifting? How often am I in the gym? How often am I getting to that intensity or doing that volume? So that's how we organize into our week if you like the volume and the intensity and again this might seem a bit ambiguous right now you're going hang on what are, you, what are you on about like i just want to do this five day split okay but these things are almost like if we had a mixing desk and we had volume frequency and intensity let's say for example we had these dials right we've got to make sure that we are interacting or 
understanding how they interact with each other because if we turn all these dials up like if i turn the volume the gain up all of these other factors um, and there's a lot more dials on a you know a mixing board this is just a metaphor it's not going to work so if i'm doing all the volume right so i'm lifting as many reps as many sets as i can and i'm lifting as heavy as i can and i'm doing it as frequently as i can so i'm lifting all the weight as heavy as i can all the time is that going to work no it isn't and there's only so much you can lift and how frequently you can lift before one, you won't be able to train or your body will get injured and it will put you down. So we have to think strategically. And if we do this now when we're beginners, we can actually create this really good trajectory for growth rather than like a lot of people do. A lot of young guys, they just come in the gym and girls and they follow their favorite you know, fitness person, which again, what do you do? It's not a bad thing like I did. I read magazines and I was like, cool, this is what I'll do. And they sort of go and they get these results initially because, again, that's that initial adaptation period. And then they just spin their wheels. And they either get bored after 12 months and they leave and they do something else or uh, they get injured and they just keep repeating the same thing or they turn to, you know, usually performance-enhancing substances. However, some of them will seek out good knowledge from good coaches. And again, you might not have a lot of money. This is one of the reasons I made my academy to give back to people and I do these episodes completely for free because I want people to have access to really high quality information, the actual factual evidence that they can apply to get the results and avoid the mistakes I make and a lot of people make every day. Now, Obviously, that takes a little bit of introspection and a little bit of self-awareness, which we don't all have. And again, that's why we make mistakes. But if you are a younger individual or if you are someone listening to this podcast that has not done much training, or even if you have, take this and apply it. And I guarantee you will get a lot more for your efforts and you'll be able to correct a lot of mistakes and you'll be able to really hone in on what you need to do. Because the problem is there's so much information out there now uh, it might have been the opposite problem when you know I was young or depending on what age you are when you were young where there was not much information so you said well this is what the bodybuilders are doing this is what we're going to do and there was some truth to that but again it might have been a bit specific to them and you didn't really know the principle behind it so again this is where seeking out you know good people who have sound knowledge that is true and factual that can actually help you and unfortunately that isn't always the person that looks the most jacked on social media um vice versa it, it can be you know very monopolizing so you have to look at you know is the person leading by example are they actually helping other people and can they continually do that and then from there you can go okay well this might be a good person to take advice from in my opinion right so if we think about volume frequency and intensity and we've got these variables now this is when it's going to turn into well how do we how do we organize that how do we now put that into application uh, into a week so again you have to think about what are the days that you can commit to so let's say again four days is what i can commit to and i'm a beginner now we've got these markers based on evidence in terms of you know how many reps we should do per muscle group how many sets and things like that and i'm going to talk about that a little bit more in later episodes but for example it might be 8 to 12 sets per muscle group per week right now in the early days as i mentioned we don't need much because we're starting off so we can almost do anything we can throw shit out a wall and something's going to stick in the early days we're going to do anything and the body's just going to grow so we want to start with the minimum effective dose which is very very low and contrary to popular belief it doesn't take that much to initially grow muscle or even maintain muscle but over time it takes a lot of effort to continually grow new contractiles or new lean body tissue right so it's an expensive mechanism in the body 
So if we've got the four days, there's a couple of ways we can play this. And what I'd recommend in the early days is to have a higher frequency. And the reason why is you want to practice these skills. You want to practice movement patterns more frequently because you're new at them. And because you're not going to be doing a lot of intensity and a lot of volume. So you're not going to be using super heavy weights initially. And you're not going to be doing a lot of volume initially. You can practice more frequently, which means you can come into the gym and you can do those same movement patterns repeatedly. That will help you hone the skill, and if we understand that strength is a skill, the more skillful we become, the more weight we can use, the more muscle we can potentially grow. Again, you know, we've got a factor in genetics, and then we talked about the nutrition, which we're tacking that on, and then assuming that we're getting adequate rest as well. So if that's the case, what, what might a four-day split look like? Well, I might start someone on a lower, upper, off lower upper off off so if it was a monday lower tuesday upper wednesday off thursday lower again friday upper and then saturday sunday off or we might have two rest days so we might train monday tuesday have the lower upper we might have wednesday thursday off and then friday saturday on sunday off now again we won't get too deep into that at, a, at this moment because we're going to break that down in latter episodes but that's just an example of a four-day split that has a frequency which hits at least two to three um, has a two to three times per week frequency of each muscle group meaning we're training each muscle group two to three times a week and we've also got to think about with exercises which we're going to cover later on in exercise selection when i do a certain exercise it's not always isolative even if i do a bicep curl i'm not just using my biceps it's impossible to truly isolate a muscle i'm using my forearms i'm going to be using my hands and i'm probably going to use a little bit of shoulder it is almost impossible to isolate but we obviously have movements that are more single joint based, which we refer to as isolation. And we have compound, multiple joint, multiple muscle. They're the bigger movements like squats and deadlifts. But if we think about a squat or a deadlift, we're not just using the legs. We're actually using the upper body. We're using all the muscles in the body. So this is why we would start with movements that have a higher return on investment. But we also might forget that, hang on, even though I've done a deadlift, it still counts towards some bicep volume. Now, it's not direct, it's indirect. I'm not actually using my bicep like I would in a curl, but I'm still contracting it, and therefore there's still force and load going through that because I've got to hold onto that bar, and the heavier that bar is, the more I've got to try and stabilize. And these are things that we don't really think about, especially in the early days. So we actually don't realize how much volume we're actually lifting across a week, and this is something that we need to keep in mind. So if we had that four-day split lined up, and we might only choose, say, five exercises, so... We've talked about before that there's only so many movement patterns in the gym. And again, we're going to break this down in more detail to come. But, you know, we've got our hip hinge movements, our squat variations. We've got vertical and horizontal press and pulls. We've got isolation, rotation, isometric. There's a few more plyometric, etc. But in the gym, there's only about five variations. Then all we're doing is just changing the type or the variety. So we go from a pull up. Then we go to a cable lap pull down and we go to a wide grip to a close grip to an underhand grip to a neutral grip. We're still primarily using the same muscle groups. We're just targeting it from a different angle on a different machine, which adds a different stimulus. That is literally it. So weight training, really, if you looked at it on paper, it's quite simple. It's quite boring. But how do we put that all together is where it can get quite complex. So again, this is why it's important to understand these variables. Now, what I wanted to talk about before we wrap this up is also if you're a bodybuilder versus a powerlifter. So a lot of people that are listening to this channel, you have an interest in getting bigger and getting stronger. And there is a relationship between size and strength. The bigger a muscle, 
the more potential it has for strength. So the bigger the, the, the bigger a muscle is, the more stronger it can be, and the stronger a muscle has the potential to be a bigger muscle, right? I've kind of botched that up, but yeah. A bigger muscle has the potential to be a stronger muscle, and a stronger muscle has the potential to be a bigger muscle, meaning that there is a relationship between strength and size, but at some point, if you need more strength, you need more size because you need more contractile tissue. You need more muscle. If you want more top speed, you need more horsepower, right? So... We want to have a distribution in our training of if we're looking for more size, two-thirds of our volume are going to be in a hypertrophic, hypertrophy, fancy name for muscle building, rep range, so 8 to 12 plus. And then if we are thinking about one-third of that volume is probably 8 below, so it might be in that 1 to 6 range, right? And again, depending on what we're trying to do, um, we're going to skew that. So if we're more interested in, say, powerlifting and strength, we might have two-thirds of our volume in that eight below rep range, so from one rep up to eight reps, especially on big movement patterns. And we might have another third of that volume in the hypertrophy rep range because we still need to build muscle. And again, we'll get into more depth of these specifics in later episodes, but these are just sort of some general recommendations. Because remember, a lot of the time, this is all specific to you as an individual. So what I want you to do is when you're listening to this information, you have to think about how it applies to you in your current situation. Hence the adherence, hence the behavior, the lifestyle factors, right? It's all going to be different. But I'm going to put this in the show notes below or some of these key takeaways. So first of all, just start thinking about once again, how many days have you got in the week to train? You know, how many hours can you commit to? What equipment do you have? What are your main goals specifically? And what are you doing now versus also... Um, where, where's your skill set at? You know, are you a beginner? Are you an intermediate? Are you an advanced lifter? Now you might say, I don't know, Alex, how do I know? Well, I'll tell you how you know, your physique development. So it's not just how long you've been training, right? Because training age is a factor, but I've met people in the gym that have been training for 15 years and then I've trained them and they've got all their beginner gains or intermediate gains because they've been training so ineffectively for that time. And then all of a sudden we learn form, we learn you know skill acquisition, which is part of form and just learning how to actually execute movements better. We organize our training volume much better. We optimize nutrition and rest and all of a sudden they make all these gains. And you think, well, how's that person done that at that age? Well, that's because they're just not tapped into it. So really, your development of physique will really correlate to your training age. And again, this is a genetic factor. Some people are more predisposed to put on muscle. And some people, it's just going to take a little bit longer. So again, think about what you've got access to and think about your current situation, your main goals, and understand the underlying principles of volume, frequency, and intensity, and how that relates to then what you're going to do with your training later on. So if you guys as ever have any questions or queries, I want you to reach out. I'm going to put those elements in the show notes below. And then to give you guys a bit of a a recap, because I've got everything here in my notes, that's what I'm looking at for those of you watching. Next episode, we're going to go and talk about progression. So how do we progress in the gym? So, you know, once we've decided on the split that we're going to do, and we can talk more about different types of splits, and again, that's going to come down to the days that you are able to allocate to the gym. Um, We're going to talk about different ways of progression because it's not just one. People think it's just sort of weight or reps and sets, and there's many forms of progression, and we want to talk about what they are and how to manipulate them. We're then going to talk about exercise selection, which is what most of you would be interested in, and that's probably where you thought I'd start today with like picking exercises, and then how to identify what exercises are going to serve you best and how to arrange them. 
And then we're going to talk about rest and the importance of it in terms of rest time in the gym and how to allocate rest. And then the least most important factor is tempo, which often gets focused on a lot. Uh, kind of like that it's the sup it's the the supplements to nutrition uh, of tempo is to rest uh, sorry as tempo is to training in this sort of realm so a lot of people get that confused anyway if you like this video and it helped you out please uh give me a like subscribe for more it really helps the channel grow share it around if you found it valuable and share it with someone else who you think it will really help and if you've not already done so leave me a rating and a review if you're listening to on the podcast app or on spotify that would mean a lot to me and again it helps me help you and more people like you all right until the next episode i will see you then stay fearless for those of you who are confused frustrated and sick and tired of not seeing the results that you want or deserve make sure that you click the apply for coaching button in the description below and line up a completely free consultation with myself where we can discover if it's a good fit as client and coach and take your health and physique to the next level once and for all.